Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast as a part of the Steel Curtain Network, home of, I guess I should say a part of, Fans for Sports Network. You're going to be hearing a lot more about that. You don't, I don't know when you might hear this podcast, to be honest with you. Uh, we were, the feeds are supposed to roll over at some point. I'm not sure when. And so there is a chance that maybe this Let's Ride podcast didn't go out on time. And if it doesn't, if it's late, I just want you to know that's probably why. Nonetheless, I'm going to give you the best information I can. It really it really does suck that it, it, this is all happening now because a lot of the content that we're providing, myself, everyone else on this network, we're trying to keep it as relevant as possible. And so the Steelers are going out making moves left and right. They're signing players. They're cutting players. We're going to talk about all of that. And I would hate to do a show that doesn't get seen until Friday night or Saturday morning, and it becomes dated. Nonetheless, that's not up to me. I can't control that. I hope you hear this when you normally do, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday at lunch, doesn't matter, Saturday, I don't care. I just am glad that you're with me here on this Steelers journey because we do have a lot to talk about. Today, the focus is on Omar Khan. Because Omar Khan, folks, he is wheeling and dealing through free agency. That's right. He is making moves. (laughs) I think of the scene in uh, Step Brothers when (laughs) Will Ferrell's character goes to his brother and says that he wants the Catalina wine mixer. And they go, why do you want the Catalina wine mixer? And Will Ferrell hysterically says, I want to make bank, bro. That's exactly what I think of. Omar Khan is writing checks. He's making bank, bro. He is making moves. This is exciting, you know? It's exciting. It's, it was another busy day Thursday for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Players signed. Players lost. Intentionally lost, though. Let's give you the recap of what's been happening so far for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we know about the Patrick Peterson signing. Nate Herbig. Cole Holcomb. DeMonte Casey, Larry Ogunjobi. But then they made another signing on Thursday. This was interesting. Elandon Roberts. I hope I said that name correctly, but I'm not sure. (laughs) I apologize. I'm not really good with names. You all know that if you listen to my podcast regularly. But it was really interesting how the Steelers had signed Cole Holcomb, and then they signed another inside linebacker, Elandon Roberts from Miami, which is from New England. And I was like, man, what are they doing? Shortly after that, they announced that Miles Jack has been cut. And that frees up about $8 million in salary cap space. And so when you're talking about all these things, like, well, where are they going to get the money for all these moves? Thursday morning, they restructured Minka Fitzpatrick's contract, freeing up almost $10 million. Then they cut Miles Jack, frees up $8 million. That's $18 million that they can use on all these players. Patrick Peterson, Herbig, Holcomb, KZ, Ogunjobi, Roberts. Now, I do want to make something very clear. The only moves that have been made official outside of players signing with other teams, Robert Spillane and Cam Sutton, which, by the way, the Robert Spillane signing happened after the show, on uh, after I recorded it on Tuesday evening when he signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. But Holcomb, 
Herbig and Peterson all met with the Steelers media on Thursday around 2 p.m. early afternoon. They were signing papers. They were sending out videos via Twitter. Uh, It was really exciting. And I got to be honest, I was excited seeing Patrick Peterson stand at a Steelers podium wearing Steelers gear, talking about you know, wearing number 20 for the black and gold, his cousin Brian McFadden's number. I, I was excited seeing Nate Herbig, this giant mountain of a man, standing up there talking about what is there not to like about the Pittsburgh Steelers, that the success they've had, it speaks for himself, speaks for itself. He talked about Mike Tomlin. They all talked about Mike Tomlin. They talked about how Patrick Peterson said that Kenny Pickett texted him already. Kenny Pickett's texting all of them. They all said they loved how that shows that he's a leader on this football team. I'm, I'm getting excited. I'll be completely honest. I'm going to miss Cam Sutton, Robert's blame, eh. Miles Jack. I thought they might keep him back, keep him for another season. They didn't. They needed the space. Maybe he wasn't healthy. I don't know. Nor do I care at this point because he's no longer a part of the Steelers unless they bring him back on a cheaper deal. The DeMonte KZ, Larry Ogunjobi, and then most recently the Elander Roberts signings have not been made official as of this being recorded. But Omar Khan... He's out there. He's wheeling and dealing. He's making bank, bro. This is not the status quo. I want everyone to know that. I I think there's a lot of fans out there that just kind of assumed, especially on the slow day one of uh, day one of free agency. I was like, oh man, they're not really doing anything. Everyone's all bummed and down in the dumps. They only signed Patrick Peterson. They have been making moves. This isn't status quo. This is a roster. Shakeup, and it is very, very real, folks. I hope you realize that this roster shakeup is something that is happening on both sides of the football, and it is changing the way they want to play. Whether you're talking about Patrick Peterson and the versatility he brings in the back end, Demonte KZ, you could say the same exact thing. You talk about Cole Holcomb and Alander Roberts, the newest linebacker duo. They are downhill, in your face, smack you in the mouth style linebackers. They didn't have that with Devin Bush. You know, these are more of the not so much the sideline to sideline players as they are the downhill stuff the run. Larry Ogunjobi, hopefully he stays healthy. Going to be a big impact player if he can. They want to be more physical on both sides of the football. It's changing the makeup of this roster. There is still more work to be done, though, before the draft. And a lot of people will say, like, well, what's next? What's going to happen next? What's going to be the next move? If I were to try to give you a prediction, I think that the next objective is to bring in Terrell Edmonds. I think they want to bring him back. And one of the reasons they want to bring Terrell Edmonds back is, and this is something I can't take credit for, Dave Schofield, Shannon White, Kevin Smith, our our local coach, said this on our Slack channel when the news of signing Roberts happened on Thursday. They said that this this linebacker duo with Mark Robinson, we don't want to forget him, being in the mix, they all are signs that they the Steelers are going to want to use a third safety. When the opposition goes into a pass-heavy set, they wouldn't have both of these guys on the football field. A safety would be out there, a third safety that can drop down in the box, help cover tight ends. That's Terrell Edmonds' strength. So I would think that what's next is that Terrell Edmonds, they're going to do their best to sign him. Unless someone else gives him a deal that they cannot, that he can't pass up, I don't know. I also think that they might sign a wide receiver. I don't think this is going to be a flashy signing. 
if I were to pick someone that I would love to see, you know, Adam Thielen, I think would be perfect. I don't know if that's going to fit financially. Maybe Jarvis Landry if he's cheap enough. A lot of these players are going to take their time. When you have players like Odell Beckham Jr., who I do not want, I do not want OBJ on the team. But when, when you have a lot of these players, they're going to continue to float around. And they're going to float around all the way through the draft. And those teams that don't get the receiver they think they're going to have, a lot of these players are taking a more patient approach to free agency and how they're going to handle it. So those two things, I think, could be next. Now, if I'm going to pick one more, if I'm going to pick one more area the Steelers might address, you may think it's crazy, and maybe it would happen in the draft as well, but I think maybe cornerback. You have Patrick Peterson. You have Levi Wallace. What are you going to do with the other positions? You need another cornerback. We all assume that the Steelers are going to go out and draft a cornerback. From Maybe it's Joey Porter Jr. Maybe it is, I don't know, one of the others one of the other many cornerbacks, there's a lot of them, uh, and a lot of them will be gone before the Steelers pick at 17, but I think they might go out and get another cornerback as well. They're not done. They have more boxes to check, but they are slowly but surely going through and checking them off one by one. Now, before we go into a break, I just want, I saw this on Twitter. This was on Thursday, I think, and I just want to make it very clear. I, I, I saw this. It was an NFL Network Scott Pioli, Brian Baldinger, they were on there. And look, they're just talking. They're talking heads. I love those guys. I really love Baldy. But they're just doing their job, you know? The, the the host, anchor, whatever you want to call them, tosses up the softball. They have to hit it out of the ballpark. And they were talking about the best or most improved teams after free agency. I'm sorry, that is, that's just BS. It's a BS report. I just want fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's who I'm talking to right now. I can't talk about this from a league perspective. If anyone always wants to say, well, ah, the Steelers are are winning it. They have the best free agency in the division. You can't say that. You can't say that right now. It doesn't matter. Who did we all make fun of for all those years? Felt like decades. The Cleveland Browns, right? We'd all say the same thing. The Cleveland Browns are the off-season champions of the world. Yet they never won when the games mattered. But we all fall in love with these players at times, especially these new players, new faces, new places. We love it. I'm going to say something that was on uh, what Yen's talking about. Go check that show out. Thursday at noon, every Thursday, Kyle Christ, Craig Benevent. They talked about how the Steelers are always trying to, like, this is not them. This is more of the, the fan base. You know, the knockoffs. They're saying, oh, the Steelers only get the knockoffs. They never, they, they're getting the generic brand, essentially, is what they're saying. I don't buy that. I really don't buy that. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that they have their particular players that they like. Yes, pay, financials, they do matter. I'm not going to sit here and say that they don't. They matter. They absolutely matter. And Art Rooney, people always say he's so cheap. The dude's got a business to run. And there are minority owners involved here, too. Now, they don't have the ultimate say in everything. But let's also not forget that Mike Tomlin, he's involved in this process as well. So while folks want to always say, like, Omar Khan stinks and the Steelers are only going after bargain bin players, pump the brakes on that a little bit. When you look at the players they've signed, you can tell they clearly have, they have a plan. They have a plan for maybe how they want to play defense, 
They have a plan for depth purposes, and they definitely are formulating a plan for the 2023 NFL Draft. Now it's just a matter. They have to go out. They have to finish and execute that plan to a T. That's what they need to do. You can tell already they got the veteran leadership of Patrick Peterson. Nate Herbig brings position flexibility and physicality. The dude is a huge mountain of a man. You have Holcomb and Roberts as your linebackers, downhill physical players, and then you bring back DeMonte KZ and Larry Ogunjobi. I do want to mention, though, there are a couple players. There's a lot of players, actually, for the Pittsburgh Steelers that are out there still, the free agents that are still out there. So before we go into a break, just to give you a recap, Mason Rudolph, Devin Bush was reportedly going to see the Seattle Seahawks, Derek Watt, Jesse Davis, Tyson Aluwalu, Marcus Allen, Terrell Edmonds, Malik Reed, Chris Wormley. He's banged up. He's not going to sign with anyone anytime soon. Trenton Scott, Carl Joseph, Miles Boykin, Benny Snell Jr., and Zach Gentry. At the moment that this is being recorded, they are all still free agents. So the Steelers could predominantly sign some of their own. I don't know. We'll see. And make sure you're staying tuned to the Steel Curtain Network for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. All right. In the second half of the show, Jeremy Jerome Betts is going to join me. Little one, He's a little under the weather, but he's going to try and be a trooper here. We're going to talk about all things free agency. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is Friday in the second half. Well, you know what that means. It is time for Jeremy Jerome Betts. That's right. They all bets are off segment. Jeremy, what's going on, man? Man, it's a fun time of year. Everything is happening all at once, and I'm excited. We're uh, uh, going to talk some free agency, and and uh, it's it's going well, I think, for, for the Steelers so far. Well, well, it depends on who you talk to. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. I mean, if you're on true. Steelers Twitter or on day one in the random channel of our Slack channel, you would have thought that the world was coming to an end. <laughs> as they say in uh, Dumb and Dumber, our pets' heads are falling off. Like, that's what you literally would have thought was happening. I, again, I, I was going to have to put out an all-points bulletin to watch any right. bridges near near Andrew Wilbar uh, <laughs> because I was afraid he was yep. going to jump off of some. But still, I want to get your take. Let's do this step-by-step. Step. Sure. Let's talk about players lost. Now, okay. the time of this is being recorded. The only two players the Steelers have lost have been Cameron Sutton, who signed yep. with the Detroit Lions, three-year deal, I believe, and then yep. Robert Spillane, who signed a two-year deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's talk about Cameron Sutton first. You think it's a big loss? You think it's not as a big, big a deal as some people are making out to be? What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I think it's a guy who knew your system well a guy who had a ton of versatility in the system. So yeah, I do think it's a pretty big loss. And when you're, when you're talking about a, a Steelers secondary that um, is going to see a lot of turnover this year, I was really hoping Cam Sutton would be kind of the anchor point that you could uh, build off of uh, not just because he's a good player, but also, you know, he's a Steeler draft pick. He's a, a guy on a second contract already with Pittsburgh, and you'd like to keep those guys 
around and continue to develop and continue to grow with your homegrown talent. So I do think it's a big loss. Um, uh, you know, we'll get to the signings later uh, to see if, you know, talk about if it mitigates it or not, but just as far as what he brings to the table and what he knew about the Steelers defense and how he fit in this defense. I think it, I think it's a tough loss for Pittsburgh. You, nothing you said there is false. You know, nothing. And I think that there is going to be a void left by Cameron Sutton. How right. big of that, how big that void is depends on who you're talking to. But at the same time, the one thing I can't get out of my head, I want to ask you about this. So you said about how he knew the defense and Terrell Austin really helped his career turn around, essentially. Don't you think, though, the Steelers, if they really prioritized him, would have found a way to match that offer, don't you think? Yeah, I do. I, it's something that I'm kind of... um bum-fuzzled about, flabbergasted about, if you will. Befuddled is the word. (laughs) Befuddled. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Uh, That is absolutely the word. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you talked about this uh, several, several weeks ago about do the Steelers, do Steelers fans over-prioritize, overvalue their own free agents? Maybe I did a little bit here, but I just thought that at that price point, at the, um, you know, uh, I guess $11 million or whatever that he's taken home uh, from Detroit that the Steelers would be uh, very much willing to match that. And uh, for that to not be the case is a surprise to me for sure. Yeah. So that's the other side of the coin that everyone's like not really talking about. Everyone's talking about him taking the deal in Detroit. Everyone's talking about how the Steelers maybe didn't match it. And I'm thinking, well, he didn't break the bank. Like This isn't a Tremaine Edmonds deal in Chicago. Right. This is a, the Steelers saw what he was being offered, and it, I don't think it's a matter of they said, oh, we can't match that. I think it was more of a, we're just choosing not to. Right. And uh, one of the reasons why is because of what happened afterwards. We'll get to that. Let's go to Robert Spillane, though. Bobby Spillane, I, I don't know if the Steelers were banking on him, giving him a hometown right. discount, or if they were banking on him just always being there. But the Las Vegas Raiders come in and they sign him to a two-year deal. I think it was roughly nine million total. About four of it was guaranteed. Not a huge deal at all. Right. But uh, what were your thoughts when you saw Robert Blaine won't be back in the black and gold? Well, I'll tell you, Jeff. It it was more of a a personal L for me than anything because uh, in my uh, bets off-season article series that I wrote a couple months ago, I had the Steelers retaining both Cam Sutton and Robert Blaine. Neither of which happens, neither Ouch. of which happened. So, uh, <laughs> personal L for me. So I'm a little more, <coughs> excuse me, um, in pain about it, I guess, but <coughs> excuse me, man. Um, you know, just one of those things where, uh, you know, he's a, he's a third linebacker. He's a replacement level player, not necessarily a guy you want as your starter. So, um, I don't think it's going to be a, a huge loss for Pittsburgh. To I don't think they're going to miss him necessarily, but uh, just on a personal level, man, I really thought that he was going to be retained. It seemed like the Steelers liked him, uh, so I, uh, I I missed out on both of those uh, so far this this year. So those are the two departures for the Steelers in terms of free agency. Then you get into the players that were acquired. Now the Steelers have yet to free up some of the cap space. That likely has already happened. Uh, at the moment that this is being recorded, though, the acquisition started with P2 or Patrick Peterson. Uh, yeah. It was pretty cool to see his. I didn't realize Brian McFadden was his cousin. They do a podcast together. 
He sure. made the announcement where he was going on the podcast. McFadden didn't know about it, was extremely excited because obviously he played for the Steelers. And uh, he signs a two-year deal, kind of a one that they could get out of the contract after a year if they choose to. Right. The hope is that they don't need to, that they want to keep him around. He's playing at a high level. When they signed Patrick Peterson, my first question is, did it did it calm your concern after losing Cam Sutton? And then the follow-up to that is, do you think he still has something left in the tank? Yeah, it did kind of, I guess, help me chill a little bit as far as, you know, what that cornerback room looks like. Uh, with Peterson back there, you at least got a veteran guy in, in there, in the room who uh, can lead and um, whose experience will help him play at a, at a, a level that I believe is high enough to be a starting caliber cornerback uh, in this group. I think this is a very Mike Tomlin signing. Um, he fits that Tampa two style that Mike Tomlin loves that zone scheme. Um, he's got some versatility as far as um, you know, if, if they need him to drop back as a kind of a, a, a deep safety role um, and allow some other guys to have some flexibility of position, he can do that. Um, he's still got those ball hawk skills that you you've seen um, from his all pro days. So I do think that the guy's got some left in the tank to give, but I think most of that is mental. I think it's experience and he's, he's not going to get beat because he doesn't know what's going on. He might get beat because he's not as fast as he used to be. He's not as twitched up as he used to be, but I do think that this does help with the, the overall loss of cam Sutton and you know it gives the Steelers a foundation to build off of when hopefully they add to the room in the draft so Patrick Peterson brings a lot of veteran presence uh I think that like you said they're going to be targeting a cornerback in the draft I think his veteran leadership is going to be extremely valuable and like I said before I even asked you that question my hope is that Peterson plays well enough that they, they want him back for that second year that they're hoping they can run it back with him. And it's not a situation kind of like a Morgan Burnett where you're thinking, Oh, this will be good. It doesn't pan out. And you're looking to cut ties after one year. Now that was the only move that was made on day one of the legal tampering period. And so after day one, all Steeler fans were just kind of bummed. They, they, they were hoping for the big splash. I never expected it, but a lot of people did. Uh, a lot of people were just really kind of, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Do something. Day two is when the Steelers started to make more moves. So on day two, it started almost at the same exact time. The Steelers signed guard Nate Herbig, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Jets last season, yep. to a two-year deal. Got ties with Andy Weedle and the Eagles. What were your thoughts when they made this sign? I like it. I think it immediately increases the um, the strength of the depth of the group. And then you're looking at a guy who, who could potentially start and push Kevin Dotson at left guard for a starting role. So I think it was a very solid signing by the Steelers. And at the money you're giving him, two years, $8 million, $4 million guaranteed, you're, you're not spending a lot of money on a guy who – who can provide you quality snaps and you know, they paid a little more for uh, James Daniels last year, but it kind of reminds me of that move. Just a, a young veteran player with starting experience that can come in and, and solidify the group. 
Yeah, it's it's a situation with with Herbig. I think I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Uh, but but with Herbig, you're like, okay, this is this gives them flexibility. And when I say they it gives them flexibility, I'm talking about it's a situation where the Steelers now they can have an open competition at guard. Uh, they can say, hey, you know, you're going to compete with Kevin Dotson. If Kevin Dotson wins, that's fine. Kevin Dotson is going to obviously go and end his final year of his contract. And then after that, they still had Herbig on that uh, second year of his contract. So it's kind of like a little bit of an insurance policy for the guard position. I think that's important. I think to get you, you know, then you also hear the news of the Steelers have not really tendered any of their restricted free agents. That includes JC Hasnauer. And so then you're wondering, well, maybe the plan is just for him to be that interior death piece. Where does Kendrick Green fit? Who knows? But I don't think you can have too many players at the position based on the fact that you can't bank on what happened in 2022 happening in 2023. And when I say that, I'm talking about, oh, all five players will just be back. And then not only are they coming back, but all five players will magically only miss a couple snaps the entire season. It just doesn't happen not that often. So I like that signing as well. The next, which came right after, was DeMonte KZ reportedly signs a two-year deal. I have not seen any financial terms to this yet. Um, I heard it was around $9 million for two years. I could be wrong. I like this signing. What about you? Yeah, I like it too. Um, it helps the Steelers maintain some of their flexibility in the secondary, and I just think that he's a good player. I really do. I think he's got the ability to um, play multiple positions and – uh, he takes the football away, and that's what the Steelers want to do on the back end for sure. KZ gives them like a flexibility. And if you listen to Jeffrey Benedict, he he talked about how Devontae KZ, when he played in the brief time that he was healthy with Minka Fitzpatrick, it brought a different dynamic. Terrell Edmonds is great. And Jim Wexel alluded to this in his Steel City Insider podcast on Wednesday at noon. He said, you know, I love Terrell Edmonds, but he doesn't have any ball hawking skills, like zero, none. <laughs> We've all seen it the last five years. He just doesn't have those those ball skills. KZ does. I mean, he the guys led the NFL in interceptions in his career. Right. So it's definitely one of one of those situations where that's that's exactly what the Steelers are looking to get. Okay, now sounds like you're struggling with your voice. We'll try to cut this thing a little bit short. Uh, is there anything else in terms of? free agency because really the Steelers didn't do a whole lot else other than that. They re-signed Larry O and they signed Cole Holcomb. We know what Larry O brings to the table, but what do you think about this linebacker? So Holcomb is kind of the, the guy you thought the Steelers might target a bigger dude who, who plays the run. Well, has starting experience again. Um, The injury issue is something to keep an eye on because he's going to have to pass that physical and uh, if he does, maybe the Steelers get themselves a steal of a player here. Um, based on his 2021 tape, he looked really good flying to the football, plays with a an angry downhill style that the Steelers covet. So I like the Cole Holcomb signing. I hope it works out from the injury standpoint. And then just real good to have Larry O back in this group. He's going to be a huge asset to them moving forward. I really believe that. Do you have enough left in the tank to give us a prospect of the week? That's the question. Sure. Let me give you one here. Um, I'm going to go with, let's see. I think I went with an edge player last week and 
Yaya yes, Diaby. So I'm going to go with another defensive line prospect here. This guy's out of Texas. Um, his name is Moro Ojomo. And he's a real long, real athletic player, has a lot of upside. I'm just going to tell you to look at the tape because I can't hardly talk anymore. I'm so sorry. Uh, he is, is everything that you hope for from a physicality standpoint. So uh, something that the Steelers could definitely look at in the third, fourth round area and hopefully get a guy that can that can work towards becoming a starter in, in this offense. His length is exceptional and he's got a great motor. All right. Well, let me save you here. You can follow Jeremy <laughs> at, at the bets 93 on Twitter. He writes for the website behind the steel curtain.com. That website still exists. You can also, also hear him on the Steelers fix with Andrew Wilbar every Tuesday at noon. Jeremy, I know you're struggling. Thanks for the time, man. And uh, we will talk next Friday, and I'm sure we'll have new Steelers to discuss. So go take care of yourself. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, man. All right. All right, Steeler fans, thank you to Jeremy. He was struggling at the end there, but he got through it, and I appreciate it. I appreciate him and all his efforts every single Friday for joining us. Let's finish this like we do every Friday podcast with a little heart-to-heart. Folks, Steeler fans, we all get excited about these new players. We all get excited about the free agents the team brings in. I just talked about in the first half how exciting I excited I get when I see these new players speaking to media, wearing the black and gold, talking about the tradition, talking about Mike Tomlin. It's exciting. I'm not saying you can't get excited, but I think that as exciting as it is, we can't go crazy over these new players. We can't expect these players to come in and be the ultimate answer. Could there be a James Ferrier in this group? Yes. Could there be a Ladarius Green? Yes. Could there be a Dante Moncrief? I hope not, but it's a possibility. Use them as you know cautionary tales here. We all love the new players. We love the new shiny toys, and while these might not be brand new toys, this isn't the draft, we're talking about players that might not be the best fit. Injuries can get in the way. Look at Miles Jack last year. Everyone was really excited to see him in the black and gold. Only lasted a season. You talk about other players, Akello Witherspoon. Everyone was excited about that two-year deal a year ago. Not playing, It didn't pan out well last season. Whether they bring him back is still up in the air. We all get excited for these players. Just remember that we have to kind of take our expectations and temper them just a little bit. Just a little bit. Make sure that you're, hey, let's just see how it plays out. That's the best way to do it. Let's just see how it plays out. Don't go crazy over these new players. All right, folks, that's it for me on Monday. I'll be back with another, you know what it is, Monday Morning Conversation. I will be here for that. Make sure you're here for that as well. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you follow us, Steel Curtain Network. And also, you know how we finish it out here, right? Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Go Steelers.